Hebrews chapter 12, very familiar passage of Scripture, verse 1 and verse 2. So I, I, I will give the Joshua team the, they will make the decision if they're going to minister on the bottom and minister on the top. That's, that's up to them. Um, I'm starting out here for the first time, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and verse 2. All right. I, I thought Hebrews left my Bible and stuff. You know, I was trying to find it and everything. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He endured it. Despising the shame, that didn't make him come off the cross. And has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 1 is, is our key verse. But boy, there's some stuff in verse 2. But verse 1 is our key verse. And let's read it again. Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us, somebody say us, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance. That word means patience, the race that is set before us. And I want to speak for a few moments uh, this morning, the race that is set before us. Whether you believe it or not, we all are in a race. We're in a race, and we must run our race. Good to see you, the masked man. Look, it is fine for people to wear masks. I was born with a beautiful one, so I'm good. There is no problem. I don't want you to ever think that someone is going to judge you. Because I didn't think we was going to have this meeting in the first hour, too. Some of you want to go home and everything and go. Yeah. I think I may extend the service a little bit. Um, but we are in a race. And I, I want to take my time and try to lay some foundation. So I, I know I won't finish today, but understand the environment that we're in. And friend, you must have a made-up mind. I must make it to the kingdom of God. Got to be saved. And so let's bow our heads and pray over the word that's going to be spoken today. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. 
for what we feel in this place. We thank you, Lord, for meeting with us as your people today. God, your word is already anointed. I pray for your anointing to rest on me as your male servant today, that I will speak the counsel uh, to your people. I'm asking, oh God, that there would be no distractions, whether it's demonic, God, or humanistic. God, I, I plead the blood of the Lamb over each and every one that's at the sound of my voice, whether in person or by live stream. I'm asking, God, for your perfect will to be done in the ministry of the Word. We give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. And so here we understand uh, the Apostle Paul penned these words. And I won't get all the way there today, but he had a certain uh, theme. He addressed this in more than one of his books. And so it lets me know the importance of understanding the race that we're in. And I, I don't know about you, friend. I, I'm afraid to voluntarily step outside of the will of God or to voluntarily do something I know that transgressed the word of God because I don't want to take the chance of missing out on the kingdom of God. I want to make it. I don't want my life to be that I live for God all the way up to a certain point. And somewhere I got distracted. And in that moment, it was my time to go home. And I miss out on the kingdom of God. There's no thing, there's no thing such as once saved, always saved. That is a lie that comes from the pits of hell. Matter of fact, it set people up to live a life in the world and in the church at the same time. And you can't do that. We got to live for God according to the word of the living God. <clears throat> so here in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, he said, therefore we, in King James, it said wherefore, same thing. We, he's talking about people, or he's talking about, yeah, people, and talking to people that are born again. They've already been baptized in Jesus' name. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, we'll be happy to baptize you in Jesus' name and teach you a Bible study so you understand the significance of it. He's talking to people that have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, with the evidence speaking with other tongues. And if you never received the Holy Ghost, we'll be happy to pray with you, God, to fear you, and we'll teach you a Bible study to let you know it is Bible. It is the Word of God. So he's not talking to unsaved people. He's talking to people that are already sanctified. So he said, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, this is something here. Symbolically, spiritually, he said, we are 
surrounded. We're surrounded by a great crowd of witnesses. In other words, there are people that he's saying symbolically that are looking at us and are pulling for us that we can make it to the kingdom of God, that we can have faith in God, that we'll have confidence in God, and that we'll trust in God no matter what comes our way. I'm going to tell you, we have a prime example in our midst. Matter of fact, we have two prime examples in our midst. With what Sister Lyra went through, we haven't forgot about that. But she never turned her back on God. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Sister Arredondo, she is faithful. She is here. She's still in pain. She's still grieving. But she has never turned her back Oh, God. And there is a crowd of witnesses that say, hey, you can run this race. You can make it to the kingdom of God. So who is this, 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 this crowd? Well, it's the people in Hebrews chapter 11. The people in, it's, it's called the faith chapter. And it listed some of them, and some is not listed. Some, they talk, to, talk about them by names, and some, they don't mention their names. And some of them went through some things, but they never gave up on God. They never lost their confidence in God. They never lost their belief in God. Through everything they went through, they held on to God. Some even to the point where they lost their life, where they were persecuted, but they still believed God. That's the environment we're living in today. I don't care what anyone say with this COVID. It's the hands of the devil to try to shut down the places of worship. I feel some people say, well, Bishop, you don't care about the people. That's a lie that comes from the very pits of hell. You, you don't care. Oh, man, Lord, now you know I didn't have this down. I seen a statement as making a insinuation about someone saying, look, we love our people. And especially our elders, we're going to take care of them. Therefore, we're not having service. Well, that's fine. But that's not what God told me. Somebody always say amen. God can touch him here. He can touch him in the house of the living God. God didn't tell me that. But the world would use anything to silence the voice of the people of Almighty God. And so, there are some people that gave their life. 
They refuse to, to give up their confidence that they had in God. These are the people that are looking at you and I today. And you know what? I'm getting ahead of myself. They didn't even have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let me read this here and be ready to read Sister Madeline. In verse 35 of Hebrews chapter 11, it said, Women, poor, received their dead, raised to life again. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. And maybe deliverance had a condition. If you denounce who God is, We'll spare your life. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. So we're surrounded by people like this that said, I'm willing to give my life. I will not denounce the God that I serve. Oh, somebody always say amen. The enemy wants to bring pressure on you and I, but I'm going to run this race. Well, I don't think I'm going to get where I thought I was going to get neither. So listen to this. They, they did not accept deliverance, that they might attain a better resurrection. Listen to this. Still others had trials of mocking and, and, and scourging people, talking about them and, and, and putting them down. And they're judging them because of their relationship with God. But they still had their confidence uh, in God Almighty. And the word of God said, yes, in a change and imprisonment, like they threatened Brother Spells and, and other people that refused to shut down their service. But here, they went a step farther. They were stoned. They were sawed in two. They were tempted. They were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, uh, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. They could have easily said, where is God in all of this? Uh, why are you allowed me to go through this? Uh, but they did not say it. They kept their confidence uh, and their belief in God. It doesn't matter what the enemy bring my way. I'm going to run this race. Uh, I'm going to trust in God. Somebody say amen. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. The true church of God, and I'm talking about the call out body of believers, uh, you will be afflicted because the enemy realizes uh, he doesn't have you uh, in his hands anymore. He's going to come against you. I am trying to get to the place that, that I don't go out to everyone or everything that I hear when people talk. God told me, he said, son, I told you, you will go through affliction. And the enemy wants to distract you with affliction. But friend, I, I come too far to turn back now. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Do some of you remember what God has brought you from? Come on, somebody. Why you want to throw in the towel now? Why you want to turn and walk away from God now? I'm in this race to win. I got to make it. I don't know who I'm talking to. 
but I felt the Holy Ghost when I was studying. Somebody's contemplating. Somebody's thinking about giving up. Friend, you better run your race. There's some people that are pulling for you that's been through things that you have never experienced, but they're telling you you can make it. You can make it. And so they went through all of this. I go, oh, my goodness. Wandering about in sheepskin and goat, goat skin, destituted, afflicted, and tormented. Now, watch this here. Sister Madeline, verse 38 and verse 39. Uh, I don't know. Somewhere in there, read. Of whom? You know what? Back up, verse 38, and then jump on your paper. I mean, not jump on your paper. Remind. She's got to be here for two services to read. The Cowboys don't play too late tonight. They're going to lose anyway. No, I'm just, I'm just picking. I'm just picking, Brother Mike. <laughs> Look at verse 38. Of whom the world was not worthy. Wait a minute. God said. Even though they went through all of this because they was holding on to, to their belief in God, God said the world was not worthy of them. That's not the way the world would view it. Oh, friend. Let's keep going. They wandered in deserts and mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. Could you imagine that? My mind can't even comprehend that. Having that type of persecution because we're living for God. The enemy will bring anything and everything he can against you. But these people made up their mind. Nothing is going to move me out of the hands of God. I will not be shaken from the hands of God. I may bend, but I won't break. Come on, somebody. I, I, I may twist, but I'm not going to snap. Come on, somebody. I'm going to hang on to God. And somebody got to make up their mind where God is taking this body. You can rest assured that the enemy is going to come, but you got to make up your mind. I'm in this race. Let's keep going. Watch this here. And all these, having obtained a good testimony through faith. They, they, they obtained a good testimony. Who testified about them? God did. When God testified about you, it doesn't matter if man ever give you the accolades, if man ever pat you on the back. But when God testified about you, that's the only thing that matters, friend. We're in this life. We, our job is to please God. God testifies. Let's keep going. Did not receive the promise. Now, here the word promise is singular. Let's keep going. God, having provided something better for us, that they should not be made perfect apart from us. And so here, these people, 
They, they had a good testimony. The, 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 the crowd that surrounds us, that's pulling for us, that's amazing. But they did not receive the promise. God provided for us, you and I, something better that they should not be made perfect apart from us. This is interesting. I said, God, so what, what was the promise? There's a lot of promises. Go to verse 13 in Hebrews 11. The scripture said, these all died in faith, in trust, in confidence, in assurance, in belief in God. They died in faith, not having received the promise. Even though the promise that God had made did not come in their lifetime, they never wavered in their relationship with God. Somebody need to hear me in the Holy Ghost. Some of you got to make up your mind what well, God has made me a promise, and it hasn't happened yet. You still need to trust in God. You still need to believe God. Somebody ought to say amen in the house of the living God. Shallow people only live for God for what God can do for them. These people died in faith, not having received a promise. But watch this here. But having seen them afar off, were assured of them, in other words, they seen and understood what was prophesied, things that was prophesied to come. And they thought it was going to come in their lifetime. They seen them afar off. They embraced them and listened to this and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. They realized this was not their home. They realized there was a greater place that God had in store for them. Even though it did not happen in their time frame. So what are some of the promises? Here's a couple of them here. God made a promise to Abraham about a heavenly rest. We don't have time to go there in Hebrews chapter 4. That heavenly rest is talking about being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They didn't receive that promise, but they knew a rest was coming. But you and I have received that rest within us. Oh, you don't hear me in the house of the living God. We have embraced that promise that are filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. This is why the Bible said he'll give you peace that passes. Come on, somebody. All understanding. It's because there's something on the inside of us. That calls us to rest in him. No matter how the storm is raging on the outside, there's a rest on the inside of us uh, that tells us uh, everything uh, is going to be all right. How many thankful that you have that rest on the inside of you? (laughs) 
He told Abraham, go back and read Hebrews chapter 4 and break it down and everything. We don't have time for it today. But it's amazing. Not only was that prophesied, what else was prophesied was about the Messiah, God coming to rule on the earth. And so they never experienced that. So these people died without receiving the promise. They are in the presence of God. Symbolically, we have witnesses that went through things and they held on to God and they made it to the presence of God. And these same people are pulling for you and I. Listen, friend, we don't know what persecution is. And you know what? I really don't want to know what persecution is. Some of you tell me, no, we don't know, but Bishop, I'm ready. Well, God, that one volunteered. <laughs> we, we, we don't understand what some people have been through and what some people are going through in other countries. And the only way you know you're going to stay in, in the race is that you have to solidify your relationship with God. I'm getting ahead of myself. You got to love him more than anything in this world. You got to realize he's the most important thing in your life. Jesus must be the center of your life. If he is, it doesn't matter what the enemy bring your way. He can't entice you to walk out of the hands of God Almighty. People that walk away from God, after they live for God, something is wrong with their relationship with him. I said, God, I want you to be first. I want to love you with everything that I have. Even if I don't feel it, it's not based on feelings all the time, friend. Boy, I'm getting off track. Now, now watch this here. So he, he's telling him, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, ah, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So even back then, they had races. I'm not talking about the different colors of skin, but they, they race. And so he's using this analogy. Now, I don't know if they had uh, certain attire that it was mandatory for them to, to race in. But, but he, he's making this that you got to lay aside every weight. Now, weight is not necessarily a sin. But if you hang on to it, it can turn into a sin. So he was talking about you have to wear the proper attire that's not going to hold you back or distract you 
or hinder you while you're running this race. Even in our day and age, they have special type of cliques, spikes, we call them when I ran track. And they have certain attire that you should wear. It's ungodly, but it's the attire that they should wear. Now, I, I think if, if, if I went up to them and said, hey, man, I'm, I'm apostolic, they wouldn't understand. I said, I, I, can't, I can't run in that, but I'm going to run in my, my sweats and my, and my sweat top. <laughs> they probably would stop me, but the improper attire will weigh me down. And I will only win by a little bit instead of a lot. <laughs> All you got to do is say police. <laughs> and we got one, two, three in here. And so in order to compete properly, to run this spiritual race, anything that's a distraction in your life, you got to lay it down. Anything that's a hindrance in your life, you got to lay it down. Anything that will cause you to not give God your very best, you need to lay it down. It doesn't matter who it is or what it is. You need to let down that weight so you can run this race and make it. Somebody need to hear me. And there's a lot of weights in our life that seem like it's more important than the things of God. He said, you got to let down the weights. And God told me, there's some people here lately that has been distracted. You love God, but you're not giving God your best because there's some weights there. And if you don't lay them down, it's going to turn into a sin because you're going to begin to love that thing, uh, uh, love that individual more than you love God. And so you got to lay down every way. Boy, I check all the time, God, I want to make sure I'm not doing something. Something's not occupying my time. I don't have my eyes on something that's going to take away from this quality time I need to have with you. It may not be sin, but if, I, if I'm going to run this race, my God, if I'm going to hear the voice of God, I need to make sure there's no distraction and the sin. I said there was some that understood. And Sister Fitch understand. She's loving God. Being here in the house of God. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Give me an elbow bump there. These ladies, they are a cloud of witnesses. And the sin, watch this here, that so easily entangle us. Friend, if you're transgressing the word of God, if, if you're not living according to the word of God, then you're not even in the race. Let me be honest, you're not even a child of God. If you're sinning, you need to stop. 
you need to stop today. You need to get it under the blood and get in this race. Because the enemy, his desire is to sip you as wheat and to make you miss out on the kingdom of God. And so here God said, you have the ability to lay down the weight. You have the ability to stop sinning and begin to live for God. Let us run this race with endurance, with patience, the race that is set before us. And listen, running in this race, God may map my road out different than yours. Don't look at somebody else's race. Look at the pack God has mapped out for you. Man, I'm getting ahead of myself. The Bible said the steps, the steps, the step, the direction, the road, the path of a good man. And listen to the word good. For he that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him, it is sin. The paths of a good man. The good man of mankind is the one that submit to the word of God. Listen, the Bible said, let there be light, and there was light, and the Lord saw it, and the Lord said it was good. You know why? When he spoke it, there was obedience to what he spoke. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And so some of your steps is going in a different direction than mine. So it's not going to be easy for some of us. But you got to stay in the race. For some, it's going to be difficult. I, I, I can't get away from this. Listen, when God spoke through Sister Hillebrand and had that word for Sister Arredondo, some people only heard this last point that God has given her a new ministry. There's an elevation. We forget about the steps and that she has held on to God through it all. So my steps going to be a little bit different. Listen to what the word of the Lord is saying right here. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. It said, enter by the narrow gates. So the root minister on this. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. There are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult. It's the way that leads to light. Some of our paths are difficult. Some is more difficult than others. It doesn't matter. Don't get distracted by the road and the journey that God have you on. There's some Josephs in this place that feel like you haven't been treated fair by the brethren. But God ordained your footsteps because he's trying to equip you to lead in a greater dimension than your mind can imagine. 
but you got to stay on the road. So, so here, I know I'm just going to get a chance to cover this. Well, Lord, it is a trial and error today. <laughs> First Corinthians 9, verse 24 through verse 27. Listen, he, he said, run this race with endurance. You don't, you, you don't think, and this is the last set of scriptures we'll hit for this service. You, you don't think that I sit sometime, if you're good, sit down. I think I'm going to sit and let y'all stand. <laughs> and there was times before in the past because the battle is so intense. You know, it's amazing. People, some people that God hasn't called to this position, they just have all the answers on how you should do everything. And God ain't even talking to them. But they know how you should do it. Oh, Tay, buckwheat. You don't think there's times not to sit and think, man. Maybe I should have just had a good paying job and just be like some of the other saints and just come to church and go home. I don't think that too long. <laughs> because sometimes it's difficult. You think, man, I got to deal with this? Where did this come from? My wife would tell me if I open up to her, she'd say, honey, it's always Honey, the Lord is going to give you a lot of wisdom out of this. <laughs> Not what I want to hear. <laughs> I'm mad. <laughs> God is growing you. <laughs> That's the time I wish I knew some Spanish. I would talk back to her. But it's part of the journey. It's part of it, brother, means it's part of the path. And I can't get distracted by the things that I experience or the things that I hear or the things that I see. I cannot let my flesh be the thing that drives me because it just takes one misstep. To get off the road that God have you on. And what God has for you, you just messed it up. Friend, you got to run this race. And whatever path God have you on, oh man, I'm getting ahead of myself. Keep your eyes on the Lord and you'll never go astray. I feel the Holy Ghost and some of us are going somewhere in the kingdom of God. God has some great things. Let me read this here, and, and we, we're, we're, we're close on this. Man, I'm, I'm going to be such obedience today. Well, i got to do it in five minutes. Sister Mellon, hang on to those scriptures. 1 Corinthians 9, Paul addressed it again, verse 24 through 27. Who's playing, Sister Ruth? Brother Josh, come on up. 
you're the man. Listen to this here. He said, do you not know that those who run in a race all run? You became a part of this race. Good to see you, brother and sister. Delgado. Good to see y'all. When you was born again, you got in this race. So he said, but one received the prize. Run in such a way that you may attain it. There's rules to running this race. And the rules is the rightly divided word of God. Anything outside of the word. Your opinions is not more important than the word of God. That can be a weight. Somebody need to hear me. What you feel can be a weight if it's outside of the word of God. You don't run on somebody's opinion or somebody's feelings or what they Think it has to line up with the word of God. God has a rule book on how to run this race. And I'm going to run according to the word of God. You know why? Because I want to win the prize. Somebody say amen in the house of the living God. We are in a race. Man, I'm getting off track. And there are so many that don't understand this. They don't understand the stance that I'm taking. They don't understand the way I voice things. Listen, friend, I'm not going to get there in this hour, but I'm going to get there next hour. I read something, and God said, I'm talking to you. He said, you say it the way I tell you to say it. Man, we need to finish. Some of you got to go home and slow cook that roast. Run in such a way that you may attain it. And everyone, watch this here, who compete for the prize is temperance in how many things? Oh, that means self-restraint. That means self-control. Listen. There is so many sweets at the house. I had to try two pieces of cake at one time. (laughs) But I know, friend, that I can't be eating all that stuff. I'm going to have to space it out and hope it don't spoil. I got to have some self-restraint, some self-control, because... You know, I want to keep my weight down. I don't want to get that skinny, though. You, you need to gain some weight, man. Spirit telling me you're hungry. <laughs> he done lost some weight. So I, I have to space this out. And even though last night my stomach started growling, so you know you want that Oreo with double stuff that's in there. All those chocolate chip cookies that's sitting in that canister. 
My wife got candy set all over the house. You can run from one station to another and just eat everything. You give it to her, it's not going to be given away. But Brother Lamar, I got to have some self-restraint because I know for my help, and I can't blame it on anybody else. I got to stay in this race, Brother Mark, because I got to be healthy to preach and teach the gospel and to lead the people of God. You got to have some self-restraint. It doesn't matter how much your flesh craves something, how much it desires, how much you lust after something. You got to learn how to tell your flesh, no. It's going to violate the word of God. No, it's not right in the sight of God. You got to have some self-control. He's talking about this race. Listen to what it says here. Go ahead, Stromber of Josh. Watch this here. He said this in Luke 9, 23. Then he said to them, oh, if anyone desire to come after me, let him, let her deny himself and take up his cross, the instrument of death, daily. And follow me. Paul was smart. At the beginning of the day, he said, I die daily. I'm not going to let my flesh lead me. I'm not going to let my desires lead me. I'm not going to let my cravings lead me. I'm not going to let my lust lead me. I'm going to deny myself and I'm going to pray and say, God, your will be done in my life today. Somebody ought to say, man. If you crucify the flesh at the beginning of the day, there's some things that you won't be tempted by during the day. And so in this race, we got to learn how to deny ourselves. I mean, there's Eve hanging around the tree. No, she shouldn't have been there. Just looking at him. Just looking for some excuse to take that fruit off the tree. The enemy knows that some people just hang around stuff. You know that transgressed the word of God. And looking for some excuse to go ahead and partake in what God said you shouldn't partake in. Looking for a reason. And some cardinal person is going to come along that's supposed to be spiritual and give you a reason. Friend, I don't care who it is. If it's outside the word. You don't listen to them. You, you don't listen to them. So, so there's Eve. Serpent said, what's up? She said, what's up? He began to carry a conversation with her because she was drawn away of her own lusts and enticed. He knew how to entice. You don't think the enemy know how to entice us? But when you tell him or you tell your flesh, even though I want this, I'm not going to do this. 
You'll walk away from it. And watch this here. Physically, you'll walk away from it. And you may battle in your mind. Let's be real for a while. And your mind is still going back to it. But physically, you walked away from it. God honors the battle. Because if you didn't want to please God, there would be no battle in your mind. You just can't give in to it. I don't know who I'm speaking to today. Somebody's battling something. But the enemy wants you to get out of the race. You got to run it according to the Word of God. Let's finish these last set of scriptures out and then we'll be standing. Oh, that's that scripture. Let's go here. So everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now, they do it to attain a perishable crown. And it, from what I've seen, you know, I have studied out, but it looked like a bunch of leaves that fell off a tree that they got fishing wire and just put it together. And they just put it on their head. These people would discipline themselves to get a crown that would perish. Not the case with you and I. But we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run thus. Not with uncertainty. The word of God is clear. I don't run with uncertainty. I thought it was so encouraging to hear God say those things. Because God hasn't told me the steps after this. I'm just obedient. And one thing I'm certain of is that what he speaks, I'm not to question. I'm to obey and to follow. But God knows we have a generation, maybe not so much here, we have a religious generation that want to question everything. There, there, was, there was a phone call came in for me. I'm going to say it. I said, Lord, if you bring it up, and I'm going to be very kind. I was sitting in my office. I was sitting there talking to Sister Morales. Seeing the name came up. I didn't tell her this. I didn't tell Rev this. The Lord told me why they was calling, and they wanted to deposit something in my spirit they was just going to let me know why they wasn't coming back this is the second time I mean one time brother Shelton was here and there was someone showed up and I was on the platform and the Lord told me this would be the last time they're here I told brother Shelton I told sister Morales in the office I said they are going to try to set up a meeting with me tomorrow and they're going to tell me but God said you don't meet with them you don't let them give a departing shot This person wanted to give a departing shot. Sister Morales, on that one, you discern. She said, Bishop is busy. I was. I wasn't talking to him. Asked for the Rev. I said, yeah, give it to Rev. Let him hear what he's got to say. <laughs> I said, give him the number. And I said, uh, I asked, I said, ask the Rev to let me know you know what they said and I knew it they wouldn't tell him why but they said if, if the bishop reach out to me I tell him that person don't even know that God is a step ahead of them 
and they made the right choice. Because I'm, I'm thinking something was said either by me or you or, or Brother Trey that they're guilty of. And they want to be a man and they want to tell me, that ain't a man, that's a fool. And sir, wherever you, I know where you're going, but I would be careful if you put your hands or your mouth on the man of God. You're going to be in trouble. You won't be around long. So I, 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 I run, and we run, not with uncertainty. Thus we fight, not as one that beat the air. Listen to this. But I discipline my body, and I bring it into subjection. Least when I have preached to others, I myself should be disqualified. Friend, I don't want to be disqualified. You don't think. So here God would anoint me to, to teach something or to preach something. People can grasp and understand it. It doesn't mean that I'm right with God. If behind closed doors, Brother Tyler, I'm just living the way I want to live. You may never know it and God may never remove me. That ain't going on. Because I got Jesus Jr. that's living with me. <laughs> and I can deceive myself to the point that I think, hey, this is all right. Nothing is going to happen until I stand before God. And God said, all that stuff you was doing, I use you like I used that donkey. To speak to my people, but you can't make it to the kingdom of God. I don't want to be one that's used of God, and then I get disqualified because I didn't follow the rules of the word of God. Somebody got to make up their mind. I'm in this race. Come on, somebody, and I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord, and I'm going to run according to the word of God. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Everybody stand. I'm telling the presence of the Lord is in this place today. Now, here, here is, is, is our altar call to the Lord. You know what weights you may have in your life. Lay them down. Because some of you, God wants to speak to and God wants to use. And if you are distracted, you will miss the time of your visitation. And if you're sinning, just simply stop. Even though your flesh craving, it desires, it wants it. Stop. Because God sees it. Walk away from it physically. You may continue to battle here, but if you battle him enough, you will be victorious. The Bible says, casting down every imagination. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. The enemy knows how to trigger a thought in your mind, but you have the ability to cast it down. 
And God need all of us in the race. Every one of us, God need us to stay in the race. Because there's people along the route that God's going to allow us to cross paths with. And we're going to have the opportunity to minister to. And have the opportunity to share the Lord with. But you got to stay in your race. You know, there's, there's something about a race. i never done a marathon. And I ain't doing one. Not unless I'm driving. And I see those people running. I see some of them staggering. I'm thinking, it's your fault. You should have stopped and started walking. They're staggering. And then somebody come along and give them some Gatorade. Or somebody say, they get some water and they're not happy to the meal come. Is that Mayo? Depends on where you're from. Mio. Get a little flavor in there. And all of a sudden you get your strength and you can go. You run. Jesus, when he was praying, and the enemy came to him, that's recorded three times. And he had to consistently stand on the word. He never got distracted by what the enemy said. The last time in battle, it zapped him of all the strength that he had. But because he stayed the course, the angels of the Lord came, the Bible said, and ministered and strengthened him. God will strengthen you as long as you stay in the race. So here we go. And there's some, I'm telling you, God said, from what I felt, there, there's some people, you're, you're right on the edge. You're just, you, you're just ready to, you got your eyes on too many things. So here's the day to correct your vision and get your eyes back on the Lord. I want you to close your eyes and lift your hands. If there's any weights, any weights in your life, any weights, today is the day to lay them down. Say, lay down every, every weight. If it's other voices, cut them off. Lay down the weights. You got to lay them down. Because the enemy is trying to distract some people right now. Lay down the weights. And if there's sin, if you are transgressing, if you are sinning, it's just you and the Lord. Repent of that sin. Ask God to forgive you. And don't go back and pick it up. We got to run. Brother Tolliver, we got to run this race. We got to run this race. You got to stay in the race. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.